Welcome back to another edition of the Christian Nerd of Godcast. My name is Scott Higa. I am the Christian Nerd, and along with me, as always, for these fun-filled adventures of frivolity is the one, the only, Tony T. from the Nerd of Godcast. Hi, Tony! I'm Tony. I am the Nerd of God. How was your weekend? That was pretty good. Thanks for asking. Uh, We hung out with some friends. My kids don't sleep. I worked too much. Uh, And I had an existential crisis that I will discuss at length for 20 minutes during my episode. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so so business as usual. The whole Christian nerd experience right there. It's all... All in a nutshell. Help, help. I'm getting this enormous nutshell. What kind of nut nut has such an enormous shell? If only people could see us gesturing wildly as if we were pantomiming that we were in some kind of a nutshell. Mm -hmm. Oh, Austin, that's you in a nutshell. No, this is me in a nutshell. Uh, For those of you that didn't get the reference, Scott had to go back and give you the IMDb link there. Yeah. It's, uh, I really like the first Austin Powers. I watched, like, the opening scene recently, and Clara, I was watching with Clara, and she was massively confused. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like like that might be borderline inappropriate for a little kid, but all of the jokes would definitely sail over her head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a little too much violence and probably a little too much sexual content, you know, being in a... T- hot tub with an Italian confidant. Probably. Al- no, no, no. A lot of- <laughs> Let's not, Tony. Let's not. <laughs> I, I love the first one. I love the second one. I still appreciate the third one. I don't like it as much, yeah. but I definitely appreciate the movie within a movie bookends. Yeah, the, movie, the so. first one was, I the first one is pure genius. The mm. second and third one just rehashed the worst jokes from the first one, I think. But that's literally what Mike Myers sequels do, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, not to take us down that trail, but that was Wayne's World 2. That was, to some degree, Shrek 2, certainly yeah. all the other Shreks beyond that. Shrek the 15th. Thank goodness there was no So I Married an Axe Murderer 2. So it can remain perfect as it is. Perfect as it is. Woman. Woman. <laughs> whoa, man. If you are between the ages of, like, 35 <laughs> to 40, you are all about this conversation about So I Married an Axe Murder. If you're mm-hmm. outside that range, you're like, what are you? How did that become, like, the movie that people who are our age watched over and over again when they were 12 to 16? Yep, yep, yep. Like, I don't, yep. how did it, that happen? It was that and then episodes of My So-Called Life, if you're in that window. Oh, Jordan Catalano, now he's the Joker. What is happening in the world? What has happened? Ricky's the doctor on Star Trek. I mean, we are all over. And what's Clara Danes doing? She was in. She's TV. I think mostly TV. Yeah. What was the show she was in? Uh, Who knows? For me, I I paid no attention to Clara Danes after Terminator 3. I never saw Terminator 3. Oh, it was a good movie. I've never seen Terminator 2. Oh, my God. I know. know. All right. Welcome to the Christian nerd-ish. <laughs> it's been I, 30 years, man. I'm kind of Christian-ish, too. So, you know, well, <laughs> it, all, it all makes sense. How are you, Tony? We haven't I'm recorded okay. a show together in a while. We've communicated, obviously. Yeah, I'm tired, man. I'm tired. I stayed up until about 3.30 in the morning playing a PlayStation game. That's a young man's folly. I should not have done that even on a weekend. And uh, No, because now you're going to be paying for that for the rest of the week. Like, you can't stay up till 3.30 and just, like, pick up the next day. Like, that haunts you. 
I went to bed, and I, 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 by the time I crawled into bed, I was literally having PTSD from youth lock-ins. Yeah, it was like, oh no, yep. this was not worth the uh, the achievements that I unlocked. Uh, we're not here to talk about video games, though. Uh, we did that already. On no, that was a freebie. That, that was, was a freebie. freebie. We're here to talk about Wandavision. Oh, is that good? I haven't watched it yet. Well, then this is not the show <laughs> I thought we might have. Earlier, Tony said he was going to uh, torpedo this episode. And I guess mm-hmm. he's already on his way. There. I'm well, well on my way. <laughs> Tony has watched WandaVision. He finished it before I did, and this is all about WandaVision. So if you have not watched WandaVision, if you have not, if you have not watched the season finale, go ahead and watch that. Then come back and listen to this because after this, from this point on, we are getting into nothing but super spoiler territory. And it, th- there's some people that just don't care about spoilers, but uh, but I will tell you this: the way that WandaVision unfolds, if you are going to watch it. Don't let it be spoiled for you, and as much as you can avoid it, because there really are some delightful twists that are worth experiencing. And one of those was denied you by the internet. Now we're in a spoiler territory, so leave. Because you had not watched it episode, what, seven yet? And mm-hmm. then you went on the Twitter, and the trending didn't even, topic... Didn't even go on Twitter. I got a notification. Oh, you got a notification? Tre- yeah, oh, trending man. on Twitter now. Agatha all along... Mephisto and Photon. Those were oh. the three things that were trending at that moment. That is such uh, a disappointment. So it, you, was, it, was, it was two truths and a lie, as it turns that's out. That's true. Well, I could have seen the Agatha all along and would have had no idea, because I did not know who Agatha Harkness was before Episode 7 of WandaVision. That's one of the things about WandaVision that it, it's refreshing, because it kind of goes back to some of the earlier reveals in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, is it, it's starting to get a little deep cut, where the casual oh, yeah. fan doesn't know... like. And I'm not a casual fan of no, I know Marvel, you know, but like, but yeah, there's more things a that random in governess this from the yeah, Fantastic, from Fantastic Four, Four, yeah, just shows up. <laughs> mm-hmm. But even Photon, lots of folks were not yeah. familiar with with that character and 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 different things. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about more and more as the yeah. show goes on here. So uh, as you see, we're already super deep. So this episode is all about WandaVision. It is mm-hmm. a cultural phenomenon people who don't like the mcu people who don't like comic books people who don't like nerdy stuff are watching this show which i believe i said on something that i said that's probably what marvel wanted that you know they'll throw wanda in the trailer for doctor strange the multiverse of madness and then doctor strange will gross 150 million dollars its first weekend and make over a billion dollars and double its global box office from the first one i think that's what they want right Synergy it's, lemon, it, well, synergy <laughs> lemon. It's and it's well played because remember a month ago we we didn't have anything of Wandavision. We didn't know yeah. anything about what this show was going to be yeah. about, uh, how it was going to be. I mean, we've been burnt by TV iterations of cinematic universes before, and but it, none th- where Kevin Feige was in charge. No, and I, I that's what I'm saying. I really feel like it's safe to say that this met and surpassed all of our expectations. Oh, by like. I had high expectations just because it looked really cool and I mm-hmm. like stuff that I'd read about it and filming in front of a live studio audience for the first episode. Like all those, like, man, this is going to be so good. And then, yeah. Just and I don't think I realized those. at the time they actually filmed in yeah. front of a live studio yeah, audience. Yeah, the first episode was li- was filmed in front of just like friends of Marvel. They obviously had signed a non-disclosure agreement, but they, you know, Jack Shackman, Ruler, Jack Schaefer and Matt Shackman really wanted the feeling of like a 1950s Dick Van Dyke sitcom. And they so, nailed it. Yeah, oh, they man. they could not have gotten the the texture of those. Oh, shows. all those. Oh, yeah, up through um, 
Modern Family. Just I mean, everything just was nailed perfect. Every every aspect of it, and everyone was more surprising and delightful than the one before. Yeah, because I, I, I mean, never the, I never the, watched Malcolm in the Middle, but I totally knew. But it was I got Malcolm it right away. Yes, exactly. The exactly. theme song, that creepy commercial, the claymation mm-hmm. '90s commercial, just yeah. spot on. Man, ah, oh, okay. Let's get it. So we're gonna start with a little ICU MCU. MCU. All right, ICU MCU. It is a longtime segment that involves Tony. Me way back was it before Infinity War? We did ICU MCU. Mm-hmm. We knew Infinity War was coming out. Leading up to it, there were at that point probably eighteen movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe for us to oh, watch. We were so young then, so young, and we watched them and we discussed them on a weekly basis leading up to the release of Infinity War. And so there's really nothing to it other than a nice interplay of ICU, MCU. So, yeah. But since this is the first of the Marvel Studios produced television series in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I thought first of many. First, no, yeah, end in, first no, of many. No, no end no, in sight now, yeah, kids. Hey, just like making that dollar. Yep. I thought it'd be fun just to chat a little bit about our favorite connections to the MCU as well. So in, in and of itself, WandaVision is a spectacular television series there's so much it, it could honestly stand on its own you know independent of kind of all these attachments other than like hey this is wanda maximoff and her brother died like you sort of need those connections yeah but it could really be its own show and it'd still be pretty pretty good but i think some of the things for longtime fans of the marvel cinematic universe we're just seeing those little connections all throughout the the series so let's talk a couple of our our favorite things uh, and one of my favorites, I'll just start off, was having Jimmy Woo and Darcy Lewis. A lot of people don't like Darcy. Do you like Darcy? You know what? If you, uh, I didn't like Darcy at first, but upon subsequent viewings, I liked Darcy more. Oh, okay. And I really like Darcy here. Yeah, Darcy. She was, she was the she was the element you needed in yeah. in this universe. Just sort of the like. I'm enjoying, like, kind of, like, our our perspective, like, she's invested in the character, she's enjoying watching the show, she right, really right. wanted a guest spot. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and her little one-liners, they are funny. I mean, yeah. she's she is a, a quirky and likable character, and yeah. I like that she, her story went on. I mean, her life story, it's, it's 12 years, I think, in this point since we saw Thor. Yeah. She's, she's a doctor. And yeah, she's, she finished her she, internship. She got her PhD. She, she did her thing. She's living her life. No, I, I loved it. So I think just, you know, just even dropping those characters in there, you know, Monica dries up. There's Jimmy Woo. He does the card trick thing that I learned from. That Aunt, was it. From Ant-Man. That was my favorite thing. When he did that, it was just, it was, it, they didn't overhype it. It was just a nice, subtle little thing. And then same thing and in the finale when he gets out of the, the handcuffs. handcuffs. He says flourish. I mean, just mm-hmm. so many great, just little nods that. Just, they just add flavor to to this universe to say like yeah these things are all connected. This is somebody that we know. He was a youth pastor before he became an FBI agent. He's Asian. I think that's probably why I like Jimmy Woo so much. Your son dropping the <laughs> best, the best <laughs> comment. Like my okay, forget all. My favorite part of the the whole entire WandaVision experience was a text Tony sent me. Do you want me to say, share the story? Or do you want to share this? We, we were watching the episode and it was when they were having a moment in the sword barracks uh, about how strong Wanda has become. And uh, as Photon was saying, hey, you know, Wanda's the only one that could have taken out uh, Thanos. And Jimmy Woo, <laughs> in classic Scott Higa style, said, eh, Captain Marvel was doing pretty good. <laughs> and then your son. <laughs> My son, we're watching, goes, Without skipping Higa. a beat, 
That's Scott Higa. That's that's uh, pure pure Higa right there. And I very, said, oh my very, goodness! Very much so. I, I felt like it was a it it just it all came together like the universe created an on screen persona for you as yeah. well. So I think just now like the opportunity with these series just to pluck random characters that you know we saw Darcy for two movies, we saw Jimmy Mo- Jimmy Woo for one. Just plucking them, adding flavor. Like hey, remember like these people are connected. You already like them. You don't need yeah. a backstory on Jimmy Woo. You already like him because of what you saw in Ant Man and the Wasp. And if you didn't see Ant Man and the Wasp, it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, it was just extra yeah. for you. Doesn't Same matter. thing with Darcy. Yeah, totally great. Just little little things. What did you uh, enjoy about the MCU connections? As you think you know, through. there's so many moments. I mean, that that you see little flavors and hints of things. I mean, obviously that those connections to the other universe. Uh, to me, one of the most powerful moments was getting to see in the hospital after the, yes. the reverse blip. Yeah. Because what madness! I mean, the only look that we'd had at that so far was in Spider-Man: Far From Home when it was kind of played off as a joke. Yeah. On the basketball or an Endgame when I was like, oh my goodness, it's all so it's all this great like it's this amazing thing like heroes are coming back, the portal yeah. song is playing. It's you know. Yeah, but we uh, but we we get now got to see the the chaos of where's my mom? You know, oh, yeah. well, she died three years ago. Yeah, what? And, and that was a great tie over too. You know that her mom was uh-huh. uh, from from Maria. Captain Marvel. Yeah, uh, so Maria Rambo, and that it was just the whole thing tied over. After that episode, we went back and I showed the clip from Captain Marvel because Christian didn't realize who who she was and I said that's the little girl from Captain Marvel mm. take a look at this and what and it just it, it, it they they wove it together as if it's a real universe and yeah. they didn't overly just hey hey look remember her hey guys remember uh-huh. I mean just little subtle references to remind Yeah the picture of Maria on the wall with the, yep. her name Photon on there yep. yeah no that that just seeing like yeah what happens when all these people are snapped out of existence 5 years later come back and yep. how crazy that would be that like what if your family had sold your house and you rematerialize inside a random stranger's house? Like all the like the crazy things that would happen. Uh, that was that was what one if of you, the best. What moments. if you were on a plane from Los Angeles to New York and you come back and the plane's gone yeah. and you're, you're just you're at thirty thousand feet? Oh, that'd be really bad. Hopefully, Hulk, hopefully Hulk thought thought through that one <laughs> a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, uh, a couple other things. Uh, I really liked. Uh, the costume. So in the, in the what was that the Halloween the episode? Halloween. Yeah, with, you know they like they played it off like why do we have these people in these ridiculous costumes? Oh, it's a Sokovian <laughs> fortune teller. I'm a, I'm a luchador. Yeah. Oh, Wanda has a thing for luchadors. Whatever. Make up. It was cool. <clears throat> yeah. It it was so cool to see the kids in the costumes though. That yeah, made me the, really yeah. happy. Yeah. So that, that was awesome. I just like that. And then uh, seeing Wanda's fully realized costume in the finale mm. that you sort of got a glimpse of in her little vision in the Hydra base. Uh, I've been reading a lot of Scarlet Witch comics recently. Uh, and yeah. so it's been just cool to, to see that. And like, you know, they did a good job of like recreating what it should look like in mm. real life as opposed to, you know, all the you know, windows and everything that, you know, some female superheroes suffer from. Hey, <laughs> look at you, Power Girl. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I really like the the kind of closing, the end costume that they gave her with the hood that was very oh, yeah, much yeah, out, yeah. Of the, out of the modern comics. Yeah. Uh, really, really, they did well. The costume designing in that show was, was very, very well done. Yeah. And uh, for Wanda especially. Yeah, so good. Um, anything else you got in there? I just probably got one or two more thoughts. Yeah, so so talk about Agatha Harkness. So yeah, Agatha and we'll talk. She's 
key to one of my favorite moments in the entire series. But just, I think, yeah, kind of like you said, like earlier in the MCU, like just random characters that nobody really knows. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, hey, here's Agatha Harkness. And literally, I mean, we talked, people had said, been suggesting that it was Agatha Harkness since the beginning, probably because they showed her dressed as a witch in the trailer. But I had no idea who she was. I've never yeah. read a Fantastic Four comic book in my entire life. And that's the thing. I think a lot of people Googled who they think it was. Yeah. And then they all sort of spun off of like that one guy who's got stacks of comic books next yeah. to him who said, it's probably uh, Agatha Harkness uh, or the Witch of Wendigore. And then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just pulling in just a complete random character and change because Agatha's not evil. In Agatha the wasn't really evil in the comics. Yeah, no. no she, but... <laughs> she's the gut. She like literally she shows up because Reed Richards. Uh, you know, quickly after smacking his wife again, drops Franklin Richards off with Agatha to be his babysitter, basically, so they can go off and save the world and fight v- Victor Von Doom. And that's all it is. And so she's a witch who is a babysitter. Can we talk dysfunctional relationships in Marvel Comics for a moment? Um, that's all there are in Marvel Comics. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, you, you begin to see that the, uh, you know, the, the, the psychopath magic user and the synthesoid are, like, the most normal and stable relationship <laughs> in comics. The woman who erased, you know, a bunch of mutants is probably one of the most stable, you know, The, wo- the woman with imaginary babies yeah, is the most... healthy. So than... I was reading, I don't know if you... Have you read any of the West Coast Avengers uh, yeah. s- story arc? The, the one that kind of... With the White Vision story? Yeah. Okay, so I was. Well, I read just reading the first that. one where he showed up. Okay, so I, I've been reading that, and first off, the dialogue in those comics. Let's not over romanticize how good comics used to be because so it was, much dialogue, and not even good dialogue, yeah, right? Just... If if I had to read the word reconnoiter one more time, it's like who? Nobody uses that, Jan. Nobody uses <sighs> language we, like we, that. I talked about that when I read a bunch of the old Eternals comics. Like literally, everything was a holocaust. What like in the world, just so many words and big and ones that nobody big uses. Ones. Yeah, it's like, whoa, okay, we get it, Stan Soapbox. You have a thesaurus, back <laughs> up, all right. And and there were so many weird little plot lines going on. Oh, it's Bobby Morris. It's the Mockingbird, and she betrayed them, but she didn't really betray yeah. them. She just got and like they have to she... reference all of it. Like <sighs> they reference the backstory of every single thing. It's like, why everything. read a previous issue? Yeah, exactly. Because they tell you everything that happens. It's ridiculous. And then and you realize none of the Avengers are very likable. You you have okay, so there's there's Hawkeye and and Mockingbird and they're like their ex ex-husband, ex-wife. And then at the same time you have uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp and they're like kind of on the outs too, but they're it's just everybody's in this weird tense like we don't like each other relationship. And Hawkeye, I'm the boss of the Avengers now. I'm the Avengers chairperson. And then USA just like no, it's me. No, it's me. I'm the the costume Captain America, but not Captain America, but maybe Captain America. Oh, shut up, West Coast Avengers. Maybe you're still so like annoying. The West Coast Avengers. No, I and then I read uh, it's like Avengers five hundred one, five hundred two, five. It's like Avengers disassembled when Wanda finds out that they hid the fact that she'd created fake babies, uh, yeah. and she destroys them all. And like, there's a line in there. I think it's Hawkeye. Or Nomad. I don't know. Somebody's talking to Hank Pym. He's like, hey, why don't you go beat your wife again? Like, he says that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, every relationship in, in the Marvel Universe is so twisted and I, and I sent backwards. you a screenshot. I was reading a Fantastic Four comic. Mm-hmm. And, like, Reed, like, slaps Sue. Like, because she's, you know, a wilting flower and a delirious woman. And the only way to fix a delirious woman, as we learned from 1950s television, is to smack. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. I mean, I know they're a product of their times and all that stuff. 
But yeah, not not a lot of great relationships going on in the MC, in in the Marvel comics. I'm pretty sure hitting your wife wasn't okay in the 1960s. Probably, and 70s yeah, it, too. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, I mean, at this point, goodness. like the only the healthiest relationship I've read are Rogue and Gambit. Oh, and, and there, yeah, there you go. Then that's it. And one's a thief, and one can't touch anybody. So it's like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, well, but you're married and you like each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got Peter and Mary Jane. That's all we got. It's kind of like when you look at the Bible, like it's like, well, Mary and Joseph, that's about it. Those are the <laughs> everybody, everybody else is running around or like sleeping with the handmaid or pretending they're her sister. I mean, come on, guys. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, so Agatha's girl talking more, but I think you just hit on it. Like one of the best like integrations of this whole experience has been Marvel Unlimited. Like yeah. the opportunity to go to the Marvel fandom wiki, look up Agatha Harkness and basically just read every comic that has her in it. Not a, there's a lot, but like the big ones or her son, Nicholas scratch. I went and read yeah. all like that was a waste of time. He never showed up, but I read <laughs> a lot of comics about Nicholas scratch and just a lot of about Wanda. I'm going through the, it was like the 2014 to 2016 Scarlet witch volume right now where she's like traveling on the world, trying to fix magic. Uh, like it's great. It like, that's been really cool just to, be able to dive into the the source material for all these things that we love, and that Which is not a plug a, for Unlimited, but Unlimited no is great. Pl- plug Unlimited. It's 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 a if you're a comic book fan, it's got more content than yeah. you could ever consume. It is if you're still paying full price for Netflix every month, you 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 go you owe it to yourself to go get Marvel Unlimited. It's a way better value. Five dollars a month. I'm just it's just ridiculous. Yeah. So so yeah, I've I've enjoyed that. But yeah, it's it's placed in the MCU. I think I was I've been talking about this too on my show of just like what's happening with the Snyder cut and there's a new Green Lantern series coming out. All the, like are they related? Who knows? And I just sort of approach the DC universe like I don't really care. It could be good or it could be bad, but I I don't I'm not invested in it because what's it matter versus okay. Kevin Feige like in charge footnote here can we just go ahead and call it is what it is what it is is like the, the snyder cut is no longer the snyder cut the snyder cut is now the snyder do-over because if, if it was like his original cut would it be four hours and require reshoots and adding in new characters yeah. i mean is was that his vision or was that his overcorrection and if it's his overcorrection then is it going to be any better than his best intentions on the first go around i mean he, he's done a lot of really pretty awful movies before and i don't mean pretty Awful. I mean, pretty and awful. Still, at the same time, yeah. uh, I mean, I don't, I don't want to put four hours of my life into something, and I know I'm going to. I'm going so to. Like, by what, all means, here's it? me on my high horse. March but. 18th, week and a half. I'll be sitting there from eight o'clock. For- See, this is what my, this is my plan. On March 18th, eight o'clock to midnight, I'll watch Justice League. Then at midnight, watch the first episode of Falcon the Winter Soldier. Just be ready to go. So you get lots of caffeine. Make sure you pee first. I'm just saying, if anybody has, if it, if any fanboys are going to go watch the Snyder cut of the Justice League, I don't want to hear one more word out of anyone about the extended editions of Lord of the Rings. You can shut your mouth. <laughs> Do people because those like movies were good? Editions? Yeah, people are like, hey, they're so long. Yeah, because like, they're good. Shut up. Because they're good. <sighs> Sorry. Let's Sorry. complain about DC more in this uh, MCU uh, <laughs> segment. Any other uh, any other connections you've appreciated in WandaVision uh, to the MCU as a whole? You know, what it was, even things that didn't get fully realized, I love the conversations that were started. People that kind of looked into things and thought, oh, is it going to be Mephisto? By the Mm -hmm. way, I'm glad it wasn't Mephisto. Uh, Oh, hey, you know, Pietro is going to really be Nicholas Scratch or whatever it might be. I just love that we can still wonder about things. And that was my favorite thing that they released them episodically. They didn't just put them all out in one day. 
because we had time to think and to read and to wonder, and that's really smart. They did a great job on no, that. No, yeah, I don't like the Netflix model. I guess works for Netflix, but the I mean, the conversation for WandaVision has gone on for two straight months mm-hmm. because it's just weekly and episodic, and it's so good. Yep, yep, yep. yep. All right, let us know what your favorite connections were to the MCU as a whole from WandaVision. And now we've got a countdown. Three, two, one. Engage. It's the final countdown. All right, in this countdown, we will be discussing our favorite moments from... I was going to say the first season of WandaVision, probably the season of WandaVision. Could they have done a second season? Would you have appreciated it if they said, hey, we're, we, we're no. going to cliffhanger this? No. no. One and done. Yeah. I mean, and even the, the the ninth episode is called the series finale. So it was, this is one and done. And I think I, even, even Kevin Feige said, like, look, these shows are really expensive. Like, that's why we don't make more episodes. And that's why we don't plan a bunch of seasons. Because, like, they cost money to make. But they, you can tell. They oh. look good. Yeah, I mean, you can tell they invested two hundred fifty million dollars mm-hmm. into this series because even you know even the the epic se- fight scene in the last episode like it looked great. I mean, they were flying around. The CGI was great. It and they awesome. brought in people because they filmed it in Georgia, and it's to say they filmed it in the same places where they filmed shows uh, where they filmed like Endgame and and Infinity War. Yeah. And they brought in a lot of the same crew. I have a, a buddy of mine. He's a professional makeup artist, mm. and he got to work on Infinity War and Endgame. And they brought him back for WandaVision. So nice. you're you're talking cinematic universe yeah. quality staff. Yeah. It's not like you know Walt Disney Television Animation or something like that, where you're looking at <laughs> Aladdin meets Return of Jafar. <laughs> you can tell where they put the money in. All right, that's right. Well, just going to go back and forth here with some of our favorite moments. Uh, one of my favorite moments was the reveal of Monica Rambo as Photon. Yeah. Like you said, a lot of people don't know who she is. I ancillarily know who she is because I read a bunch of Carol Danvers comics and uh, Photon's always there just hanging out. Photon was Captain Marvel before Carol Danvers yeah. was Captain Marvel. That's correct. And uh, she was a sassy Captain Marvel, too. She, she had a- was. Very cool with the with the, the suit, and I liked how they kind of using the sword kind of brought the aesthetic of the photon kind of look. Yeah, with without it being you know overly. Oh yeah, like, with like the little logo there on her, mm-hmm, on her shirt, the, bl- the black and white, and the whole deal. Yeah. So so no, so yeah. I thought that was great. I think because you know again, like we're nerds, so we know we know who Monica Rambeau is, we know who she who she becomes. I didn't think we would see it this early. So when Darcy said started saying, "Hey, like it's changing your DNA," and then when she went through and her eyes are glowing blue, I'm like. Oh, like they're doing this now. They're doing like, this now. Now, now, not now. Not at the end of Captain Marvel two, which is what I probably would have thought. One of my disappointments, and I don't, I hate to to say this because I'm not really disappointed, yeah. but I feel like she was underused. Mm-hmm. Like, like they definitely revealed she's not just kind of photon. She's photon. I mean, yeah. she stopped bullets and you know changed flew her, around the changed whole deal. her, yeah. yeah, changed her. Matter. But uh, I, I feel like she was more of a like a launching point of yeah. uh, hey, coming soon from Marvel, you know, and Disney is going to be this because because even like hey, the big old fight scene and she was totally on standby. Yeah, uh, and I was kind of like I, I was waiting for that moment for her to like blast Agatha with a bunch of energy, and it never yeah. happened. And I was okay with that because what Wanda did when she put up all the hexes, like that was so perfect. Like that yeah. was. I'm like, I'm like, oh, what's going Like, you're like, it's that moment. It's like, how is Wanda going to get out of this? Mm-hmm. And then, like, all her runes show up in the, well, I'm like, 
oh my gosh, that's so and, freaking awesome. And it was great because you you kept seeing her shooting at Agatha. Yeah, like and, why are you and, missing her? Like missing. Why, like what's right. going on? Yeah, and that was I was like, oh. Oh, she wasn't missing. Yeah. And you know what? But that's a Marvel move. That's that's the old Spider-Man trick uh-huh. of Spider-Man, you know, throwing something at Electro, and Electro's like, ha, you missed, Web Slinger. And it's like, nope, I hit that fire extinguisher behind you, and yeah. pff, the fire hydrant. Now you're zapped. Yeah, no, that, you know, that like, was great. So, and and I really like, so I did, uh, so I would have been, a, I would have been more disappointed, not disappointed, but just like, oh, I wish they would have done more. But setting her up with the mid credit scene of talking to a scroll and probably showing up now in Secret Invasion which makes the most sense, right? If she's going to go hang yeah. out with Nick Fury. Yep, I think so. That part yep. was really cool. So I was, I knew Monica, and, and I and the, the big thing, like I was really confused when she showed up in the second episode. I'm like, what is, like, what's she doing in here right now? And it was a great swerve because the only thing you saw of her in the trailer was her lying in the field with her Afro wearing her 70s clothing. What's going on? Like, so I think they, like they revealed her and built her up like really, really well. And that, yeah. that, you know, fourth episode where it was, you know, we, you know, take a break when it was all this stuff outside. I thought that was, that was a great, great way. Yeah, to, and that, and, and that was, Monica. they, they, they really built that world very well where there's two separate storylines happening yeah. inside the hex and outside the hex. And, and they did, they did really well at making, I, I, I wasn't, I didn't feel like we were being overly delayed when we got to spend time with Jimmy and Darcy and, no. and Monica. Yeah. So, and then in the, what the seventh episode, when she walks into Agatha's, layer and it goes to the letterbox and so you're like oh yeah. there's no longer tv like we're just in the real the, the real world yeah nice was, i like that transition yeah that was that was that was sweet it was very a uh, grand budapest hotel mm. you ever see that movie movie. Yes, yeah, I was gonna say, yes i was gonna say i didn't know if you saw it but yeah and uh, but they changed the aspect ratio yeah. for, for every time period and i don't know if you and i remember budapest very differently or not so <laughs> uh. what what did you like uh, I'm afraid to tell you what I like because I feel like I'm going to steal all the things that That's I want all right. you to we've, be able to say that you like. We'll, we'll just talk about them. You know, yeah. like we've spent literally like four hours preparing for this, Tony. So it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to tell you. We have a free-flowing conversation about all the things that we like. I have had the theme song Agatha all along stuck <laughs> in my head for three weeks. <laughs> and how it starts like the freaking Munsters theme? The Munsters, oh, yeah, Oh my dude. gosh. It was a great reveal, and 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 it's like that that she would give herself her own theme song yeah. is so perfect within the window of that reality. Ka- uh, Catherine Hahn was so great. You know what I didn't know? I didn't realize that she was Doctor Octopus in the Spider Verse. Yeah, I I didn't know yeah. that. It was Ka- one of those today I learned sort of things. Catherine Hahn is she's amazing. fantastic, yeah. and 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 she. I felt like she had a physical transformation oh, in her sure. performance that was more than just hairstyles. Uh-huh. Like I felt like she carried herself so differently between being the okie dokie artichoke yeah. and then going straight into the sinister and evil to like the yeah. overpowered uh-huh. boss monster. And evil. you saw it like really clearly when in the final episode where Wanda like just turned her back into Agnes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like, like yeah, obviously her hair like flipping a changed, switch, man. But yeah, no, just so great. And yeah, that she song is awesome. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes, but Ron shared a, a video from, I think it's the AV Club, about why Agatha along gets stuck in your head. Because it follows the same port, chord progression as all the WandaVision theme songs. And oh, it's interesting. All, yeah, it's just all, I'll, I'll share it. It's super interesting and just explains why it's so catchy. And it's the same, uh, whatever, I forget their names. The people who did the music for Frozen wrote all the theme songs. Oh, really? So, oh, yeah. So, it's, it's the same. So, it's the same. Christopher and uh, Jennifer Lee, whatever their names are, 
they did all the songs and then um i really should just know these people's names christopher beck did the sound did the score so it's the same team that did the songs and stuff for frozen and frozen 2 so just the music was great the uh the theme so all the theme songs were wonderful but 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 i know which one you like the making most. it up as we go along <laughs> was it was like the from the 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 portrait painting from growing pains to all the old pictures of them as kids i see now mm. i saw that more of a family ties vibe with the portrait painting mm. But but either way, either yeah, did both of them. You it, you and I have a a, a shared affinity yes. for 1980s TV theme songs, sitcoms, TV. Yeah. When they had Vision as a baby, I literally laughed out Loved loud. That. that was un like because they just go like, oh, here's pictures of Elizabeth Olsen as a young person, like sure. as a child, like oh, here's we we painted a baby to look like Vision. <laughs> Can you imagine if that's your IMDb credit? I was six months old. And they painted me, <laughs> painted me up. Looked like oh a, my gosh. a bomb pop. But yeah. I think uh, let's just. I mean, this I think fits in the greater discussion of they 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 leaned in to the classic television thing and they nailed it every single time. Was that? Answer me this, if you know. Was that Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen singing? I don't think it was. Are you sure? Uh, yeah, because I've I've listened to it on uh, on uh, Apple Music quite a bit, so I'll look it up just to be sure. Oh. But what? So just you know, like you said, we both have an affinity for old television, and even not just television from the '80s, because I watched the Dick Van Dyke Show, I watched Bewitched, I watched all those shows on Nick at Night, and they like they were so perfect. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. And so much of just like, ah, this is what they're leaning into. Are they really going to pull it off? And they pulled it off. Not only pulled it off, but I mean, just they they pulled it off at such a level that there was just little things that if you really did know TV from back in the day, you would go, oh, I get that. Like, I totally get it. Even just little things, the obvious stuff, like the Dick Van Dyke tripping over the Uh ottoman and and Vision walks right through it. It was just nice little touches like that, but everything felt like the light, and in fact, I, did you see the behind-the-scenes stuff about like the color, like Vision's color during mm-hmm. those things? They that they, they he wasn't oh, he had to be his blue. regular. He was blue, yeah, because yeah. it filmed better. Yeah, and uh, and that was just that was it was fantastic. They said that they they made the um, the Dick Van Dyke suits for him, and they made him so well that Paul Bettany actually took him home. Like he's like <laughs> these these are perfect. So. And just even like the you know the the plots, the madcap plots. Oh, the boss is coming over for dinner. Oh, mm-hmm. Wanda's dressed in her her nightgown. Oh, we have to do this show for the neighborhood. Just like they were so dead on, like just in the yeah. plots and everything. Was... Even the art style, like that ugly 1970s stork painted on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Like it was, it paint, it was painted like a 70s, like little golden book story art style. Like everything was from that era so well yeah. that it, it just felt perfect. Yeah. The commercials did the same thing. Oh, the commercials, and I'm still, I'm still wondering, like, because I, I think. Some, I read somewhere that some of the curse rules have meaning. Some were just meant to be creepy and weird. The claymation shark one, just creepy and weird. But but remember, like in the context of the final episode or whatever, like the 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 magic being like held from you or something like that. You kind of saw that shriveling and, and yeah. withering. Oh yeah. Uh, 
So you know, maybe there's a connection there. Yeah. But I, I, I thought it was just sort of a, a revelation of kind of Wanda's story arc. You yeah. know, going from uh, Hydra to you know the Stark thing, Hydra, and and kind of carrying through her narrative. Yeah. The the Nexus one though. I mean, I think that's a little wink, wink to Doctor Strange's Multiverse of Madness. Since the, I, I mean, I looked it up, but the Nexus is the door where you know you can cross between worlds where man thing lives i thought that it was a more of a reference to star trek generations oh yeah that too and yeah i, I don't know if that's i thought Malcolm maybe McDowell. they're gonna tie the whole thing in with paramount tie plus now whole, and, oh paramount plus mm-hmm. uh other other favorite moments from the the series the, we mentioned it earlier. the The Halloween costumes were just fantastic. I like that they 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 brought the twins in, Tommy and Billy, and that they kind of acknowledged the fact that in the comic book universe they become superheroes, Speed and Wiccan, and um, and that was cool. And they've 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 really been leaning hard on this Young Avengers kind of vibe, bringing in kids now into the MCU. You got you know Cassie Lang, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know if they want to consider Morgan Stark, uh, but but all these kind of young people, Kate You'll Bishop, have Kate Bishop, You're and have uh, Ironheart. Miss, uh, yeah, America Chavez is going to be coming in there. Of course, we, we know we'll also have uh, Ms. Marvel. Uh, Kamala Khan. So uh, having the kids in there was kind of cool, but then they got rid of the kids. But then they didn't really get rid of the kids, maybe post credits scene. So uh, yeah. if you you can throw Wiccan and Speed in there too, you, we're we're starting to see the young, you know, the the Disney Channel Marvel Cinematic Universe. Disney Channel Marvel Universe. But I love the Halloween costumes. I thought it was nice that they would acknowledge the uh, the comic book motif there for sure. And uh, now, I mean, I'm a little, I'm not even disappointed. Because I was so excited when Evan Peters showed up as Pietro. I wanted to say it, but I didn't want to take I, it from I you. know. So I literally, I think, texted you in all caps mm-hmm. saying there's an X-Man, there's an X-Man in, the in the MCU. And That's there's not. It's just some dude living in a house with the last name it's Boner. A, it, it was a boner. <laughs> it was like, hey, but that like that totally works in the TV. Like, when you're nine <laughs> years old watching Growing Pains and that character's uh, name exactly. is Boner and you have no idea, you're like... Oh yeah, his name's Boner. Like, how did that happen on network television in a family sitcom? Mm-hmm. Hey, did you know that that's Walter Koenig's kid? I did not know that. Yeah, the bo- Boner was played by uh, by Chekhov's son. Boner to Bone. <laughs> yeah, that was um, that was a nice touch. Uh, I don't know how the physics of that work along, how Agatha was able to kind of hide him from Wanda, so that yeah. Wanda didn't know who he was since he was the next door neighbor. But yeah, um, I don't. You know. Yeah, but. For that one fleeting moment, or I guess an episode and a half, where I thought there might be X-Men in the MCU. A wonderful tease. For we when they a, eventually we, do bring X-Men to the MCU. Yeah. We, we had a Pietro, a fake Pietro. It was... So I was super, super excited in that moment. It and was I, fun and, still. And I, and I, yeah, no. And I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not angry. I still had that excitement. And hey, look. I found out new information. That doesn't, you know, discredit the excitement I felt. It was like... Ah! But his, I love the interactions that they had together. Yeah. Like, uh, what what happened to your accent? What happened to yours? Like, <laughs> yeah. just to, oh, the questions. We're now we're asking the real questions. And then re- re- recognizing there was Agatha behind all those questions, like mm-hmm. that was great. It's like yeah. what? It's like your dead husband's gonna die again. Like Agatha's yeah. not nice. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Uh, and I I feel like that's how Catherine Hahn probably is in real life. I yeah. mean, that seems to be the characters that yeah, she plays for sure. Yeah. Definitely on Parks and Rec. It's like where yeah, where's Ben and Leslie's triplets right now? That's what I want to know. <laughs> They're in another multiverse hanging out. Uh huh. Absolutely. Anything else that you uh, just love from this? Yeah, without question, um, White Vision. 
Yes. White Vision was it for me. That is my favorite Vision. Uh, when I first started reading Avengers comic books back in the day, Vision hmm. was like that. That was his aesthetic. When I used to play Captain Marvel and the Avengers on my Sega Genesis, that oh is the Vision. Oh my gosh, that's right. That's the Vision that was in it, man. And it was Captain and, uh, America and the Avengers, not Captain What did I say? Captain Marvel? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I figure your show, I'll pander to you. I'm Captain like, America. Wait, there's a Captain Marvel game on the Genesis? <laughs> no, Captain, Captain America and the Avengers. Yes, which it's was... Marvel, you idiot. Dang it. <laughs> That's Marvel. Sorry. Yeah, no, uh, so so good, but that was my favorite. And when they revealed him, I thought, ah, they went there. Like, yeah. this actually works. Holy cow. And it made perfect sense. And it brought me back to those old West Coast Avenger comics and uh, and all that. So, and the, yeah, the was... interaction between uh, Vision and other Vision in the finale was just spectacular. 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 Yeah, great moment. Yep. And the good boy, the goodbye with the boys. Yeah, at the end. You talk about the end and everything like that. That that was that was good TV. It really that was. A, that, that was that was. A, it just seemed like a nice the little scene. moment where like like they crossed and like they grabbed hands as they were yeah. going to kiss. Yeah, like 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 as a parent, like those are things that you do. Like you can't just say good night to one. Like I thought, oh, they're just gonna leave because they said good night. Like because that happens, right? Sometimes in TV, like you say yeah. good night to one child, both parents, then you leave. Like no parent does that. You don't just say good night to one child. You say good night. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was great. Uh, I think my, my, my biggest takeaway was just that, like, just all of, we'll talk about this during Jesus time, but just, like, Wanda's story, Elizabeth Olsen's performance, it was just, like, she carried this entire, like, I mentioned this on something else, like, if she doesn't at least get nominated for an Emmy, and I know superhero stuff doesn't usually get nominated for acting awards, but she was, she was so good. I went back after this, and I watched some of the old MCU movies. I, I, I watched like Age of Ultron. Uh-huh. First off, Age of Ultron's better after watching WandaVision. People have said just, that, but I always liked Age of Ultron. I can see how I it's did, better. No, but. I did too. I never I never hated Age yeah. of Ultron, but I liked it more. And especially the little callbacks, even like Wanda kind of sneaking up behind uh, Agatha and oh, kind of giving her the little mind heebie-jeebies there. But um, but no, it, it, it's better to, to go back and watch it. But I but nobody ever really let Elizabeth Olsen spread her wings in those movies. Yeah. She was always a C-list Avengers in, uh, Avenger in those movies. Uh, even at the end when she was, as you would say, wrecking shop uh, in, in, in Endgame, you know, like you took everything from me. I don't even know you. Oh, you're going to know me right now. Chaos magic, yeah. you know, uh, but, but as an actress in this one, she got to play the full range Yeah, and she's good. She, she's good. Yeah. And I think that, you know, cause people always like, right. Marvel has a formula and it's a billion dollar formula that has worked and continues to work. And so I don't think we're going to see anything different from the movies, but getting to see this, like getting an actual character study of this superhero who we've only seen just like pew 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 I shoot red things out of my hands like getting to see a nine episode character study of the the heartache the trauma the challenges that she's had to face like she's she's the most fleshed out character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe now I, I would disagree with that but she she jumped up into the top. Okay, circle. so she's up there with like Tony and Steve. That and that's why I think that Tony is the is the the most fleshed out character. But she jumped up onto that level. Yeah, she jumped to a level. Yeah, it was it was for her what the Winter Soldier was for Steve. Yeah, oh, yeah. Gosh, it was. I want to go watch that movie because I just love it. I think mm-hmm. I'm always at a place in my life of just always wanting to watch the Winter Soldier because mm-hmm. it's so good. But yeah, just but, I think Wanda and her whole story and her backstory. And giving meaning to all those moments, seeing the Stark bomb in their apartment, 
mm-hmm. you know, seeing her touching the Mind Stone. It was, it was, it was, it was great. And Elizabeth yeah. Olsen just crushed it in her performance. She did. Uh, for her to go from from Donna Reed to damaged goods that quick, yeah, uh, is is really her range is second to none. Yeah. And she's still around, so we'll get to see her in the Multiverse of Madness, and hopefully and we get to see more. And Vision's still around, sucker. I know! We why have an actual bona fide Vision. Why didn't Vision tell Wanda that? Did he think it would be too much for her? I don't know. I think so. I think, because I'm She needed think, some amount of closure. Like, she needed closure. And Vision knew that. And, uh, and I think that he needed a little bit of closure, too. See, now your Jesus time for this episode and my Jesus time for this episode would be very different. Uh, because I felt like like Vision had a very satisfying character mm-hmm. arc as well. Um, I'm always intrigued by a character facing themselves. I, I whether it's Superman Literally. three, Clark Kent fighting against Superman at the junkyard in Superman three, or Scott Higa versus Nega, or excuse me, Scott Pilgrim versus Nega Scott in Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Um, you know, like I, I just love the idea of kind of that facing yourself. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, Vision and Vision. What a wonderful exchange. Yeah. Punch, 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 punch. What about the ship yeah, of the, have, you know, the, yeah. let's, have a, let's have a philosophical discussion in the middle of, let's, the yeah, library. let's, let's talk about this. Uh, you know, our, our, was it a thesis, a theosis? Yeah. Who, who, the ship of uh, Theseus, Theseus. Theseus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was the one that killed the Minotaur. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the, the ship of Theseus. So if they rebuild the ship of Theseus, is it still the ship of Theseus? And that was great. That was what a, what a wonderful and and Paul Bettany having that sort of angry vision look, uh-huh. like he never lost the snarl, and but you could see him processing it and thinking yeah. it out the whole time. And it was your vision. Well, I used to think that, but maybe I'm not vision. Maybe mm-hmm. we're both vision. Maybe neither of us are vision. So let's. It was just. It was a great moment, and I thought this is like finding yourself right here. This is this is the moment where you have to kind of face: Am I made up of flesh? Am I made up of my mind? Am I something that's more? Uh, it was. It was a real a real beautiful moment for me. I feel like I could preach a message on it, but I will save that for another day, sir. You just did. <laughs> Listen, you don't know my notes. If you saw my notes, <laughs> you will see that that was merely an overture, my brother. Well, Tony, you have this thing called the Nerd of Godcast, where you could like literally just like record yourself talking about that for forty-five minutes, post it, and we'd all listen to it. Yeah, but if I wanted, to, if I want people to actually listen to it, I have to say it on your show. No, I mean That's I true. listen. I listen to every word you say. <laughs> I wait for all, it. As, all a deer, two hours. as a deer panteth for the water, so my soul <laughs> waits on the RSS feed of the Nerd of God. Oh my goodness, you make me you make me swell with pride <laughs> and love. Thank you. Uh, so as you can tell, we both absolutely loved WandaVision. Uh, as Tony said, it not only met our very high expectations, but somehow managed to exceed them uh, in what I what I enjoyed most in very surprising ways. That. We didn't know what to expect, and even mm-hmm. eight or eight episodes in, we still really weren't sure what to expect. Yeah, so and this great. is an interesting move. The MCU started with a character that nobody cared about. I mean, Iron Man was nobody's favorite superhero back in two thousand eight, and then we were all Iron Man fans, and and they they came in with something that we didn't really care about. And then later on, they upped that again with, like, Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Nobody cared about Guardians Nobody of the Galaxy. Nobody knew who Guardians of the Galaxy were. And now everybody am Groot, right? Yeah. And then 
And now it's like, of all the shows, oh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, yeah, that's going to be so good. And we're throwing all these these Disney Plus shows out. It's like, oh, and then WandaVision. What is this? Can we not start with Loki? We want to see what yeah. Loki's been up to. No, no, no. Remember that guy? He's dead, and she's crazy. You know, let's do that. And But in the 1950s. What? And now we're all like, yeah, that was it. Yeah, Rad. whatever. Great job. Who, you know, um, <clears throat> Jack Schaefer and Matt Shackman, like, that, you know, Jack Schaefer, that she just like envisioned this like no pun intended like it's on like who who does that? like who's like yeah let's create a 1950s sitcom with two super powered individuals mm-hmm. and have it be freaking amazing just mm-hmm. so good so good so if you haven't watched it uh you know everything now uh <laughs> great job guys uh now let's have just a real quick jesus time Jesus time. What's the time? Jesus time. What's the time? Jesus time. As I referenced earlier, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Wanda because I think that obviously the show is all about Wanda. It could have just been called Wanda, like it was in the nineteen or the early two thousands episode. It was just like Wanda vision because vision wasn't really in that episode was when he's trying to get back oh that was so funny when he's sitting there like giving his interview outside the truck he's like what am i doing like what's going what am i doing yeah <laughs> it was so perfect see again agree to disagree because i think that vision had a a full character arc of, of who am i what am i and i agree realized... but i think the focus was on wanda to be sure, but you you know you're you're uh, diminishing a, a, a delightful side item for uh, for the main event. I am <laughs> because I'm editing this, so it gets me what I want it to be about. Yeah, and I've spent it, it, I've spent nine weeks talking about this on my Patreon podcast. So I want to talk about it like where people no, will no. hear it. I get it. No, I get it. I just <laughs> I just really feel like Vision had a really good arc in this thing too. Well, when I when like we'll we'll finish this. We'll come back on. We'll record a new episode where we talk about all well, Vision's arc, and you know you can share. It. Oh no! Well, there's not. There's not. A, I, I I love what we have going on here with Wanda. I'm not taking anything <laughs> away. I just feel like vi- don't don't diminish that Vision was a really important part of what happened here. No, too. no I won't. I won't. I won't. Okay. Remember when you thought Wanda stole his body, and they're like, "Oh, Hayward lied." And that's what I'm. That Hayward was a jerk. Can yeah. Some, can we get Reed Richards and Hank Pym in here to punch <laughs> Hayward in the mouth, please? No, they'd probably punch somebody together. Uh, in that moment, though, like that's where I thought, you know, because like there's all the Mephisto stuff, and I'm, I guess I'm glad he wasn't in there. But Thank like, you. but that moment where he was like, you know, so yeah, I, why don't why don't you just bring him back to life? I thought in that moment maybe Hayward was Mephisto because he was being so insidious, like planting ideas in Wanda's head mm-hmm. of what, what, so, so yeah, I thought Hayward was evil enough for him to literally be the devil. So yeah. not a, not a great guy. Very punchable. Mm, very. And Darcy hits him with a car and says, have fun in jail. Have fun in prison. <laughs> uh, anyway. So uh, this whole, this whole series, you know, I, I thought about this when I was watching, I think uh, infinity war end game that, like Thor, literally in like a two week span, his dad dies, his planet blows up, sister dies, brother dies, loses to Thanos. Like literally loses, all, an, loses an eye. Loses an eye. Like loses the, his hammer. In the course of two weeks, basically, right? From like the end of Ragnarok to the end of Infinity War. Like Thor has some stuff happen to him. 
Yeah. So it makes sense that he would let himself go and become lovable Big Lebowski Thor. Big Lothorsky. <laughs> Dude Thor. Dude Thor. Wanda. Parents die. Brother dies. Kills a bunch of people in Lagos. Oh, my gosh. That that Lagos paper towel commercial was unbelievable. Yeah. For a mess you don't mean to <laughs> For make. For a mess you didn't mean to make. <laughs> That's cold. That is mean. Yeah. But, but so you good. know, but but if, if Wanda's creating that though, that's from her. I mean that's 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 from her I psyche. Know. So it just shows so parents, Pietro, Lagos. Then she has to Se- kill Vision. Sokovia. Sokovia. She has to kill Vision. She literally ten seconds ten she seconds has later to kill Vision and then watches watch him, him die. die. Oh my gosh! Then, in an instant later, she's she's gone. She's gone. She comes back. Hit, like the trauma of like coming back, not knowing what's happened. Vision's body's gone. A portal opens up, and she has to go fight Thanos. Yeah. Tony dies. She's standing there at a funeral. Seemingly everything's all right with her and Hawkeye because they're like, oh, like, you know, do you think they know we won? I think they did. Oh, like there's a deed to a like. Just that, like, what she experiences in maybe a week, five days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is a lot. There's a lot going on in Wanda Maximoff's little little cabeza there. And so I think what I loved about this show was how it really, like, you know, because, oh, yeah, Wanda, like, her her parents died. Her brother died. She killed a bunch of people in Lago. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, that's a superhero. Like, we don't, like, because it's a movie, you don't really dive into those things. So what I liked about this series, it gave us a chance to, like, oh, like, What's it look like for all this trauma to happen to somebody with superpowers? Right. And even taking away the superpowers, what's it look like for all this trauma to happen to just somebody who wants to be the best version of themselves and to be, you know, hamstrung because of everything she's had to face and experience in life? And just uh, that was so fascinating to me. I think for both of us as pastors, it's fascinating to like, oh, like, what can I use from this in my pastoral counseling to bring to people because it was such a, just a great unpacking of, of trauma and healing and what that looks like. And she, you, you gotta remember, not only you talk about these things too, like, like all the things that she went through, mm-hmm. but people go through stuff all the time, Scotty. I'm not trying to minimize yeah. that. I mean, people experience trauma all the time, but beyond that in her trauma, instead of having time to unpack or cope or, or, you know, mourn or process these things out. I mean, in, in a, just the assumption is that Sokovia doesn't have probably great mental health resources <laughs> for, for, you know, young people impacted by war. But then she was exploited, I mean, left in a cage and experimented on yeah. by Hydra. I mean, who who corrupted her and made her believe? Look, you're a weapon. Look, mm-hmm. you can you can bring this. She was radicalized by Hydra, then exploited by uh, Ultron. I mean, not only the guilt, but also just the scars of basically being a kidnapper of not victim, having any uh, agency in your uh, life, uh, like uh, just being a pawn for. Yeah, evil I mean, organizations I mean, and evil robots. <laughs> right, being corrupted and abused and 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 it taken advantage of. I mean, there's so much going on in yeah. Wanda's life. For sure, and I, I think that she did pretty well for. Oh no, yeah, she did until like she like that she could get out of bed in the morning yeah. was, and then all of her exploding powers. So, uh, so I wanted to like I had this question like, what would you say to Wanda? Like, as a, if Wanda were a real person and you're trying to communicate to her the love of Jesus, what would you say to her? And I want to preface that by saying, 
oftentimes when people are experiencing trauma, it's not what you say, it's just your presence. So I think that even that scene of Vision just sitting there watching Malcolm in the middle with her, go back to, you know, Job's friends who for seven days just sat there in silence, like did the good thing. And then it's when they open their mouths that things got <laughs> sidetracked. So recognizing that the best thing we can do for people who are hurting, mourning, grieving, experiencing trauma is just to simply be present with them and give them space. So let's all acknowledge that. But what would you say to Wanda? Like, what, like, what would you be like? Hey man, Scarlet Witch, <laughs> like what? Like, just can't. Cast all your cares in the Lord, for he cares for you. You know, like, yeah, I don't want to oversimplify it. I think that you you look at the what people did do for or around her, and you can see good and, and bad things. Tony Stark, in working out his own overactive sense of guilt, and, and he was already scarred and shaken by the events of the MCU personally, uh, he decides we're going to overcorrect here, and mm-hmm. we're going to lock her in her room. Yeah. And she even says as much during the airport battle. She's yeah. like, you know, you locked me in my room, you know. Uh, and and but when you look at the other side, a, I think Steve tried to stand with her. He tried to protect her. He tried to give her the elbow room that she needed to kind of get away from the Avengers and get away from the battles. And hey, I'm just gonna go spend some time in was it Scotland or whatever yeah. Ireland with 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 Vision. Let her go try to build somewhat of a normal life. Mm-hmm. And that's what Steve wanted too, right? Yeah. I mean, remember, he just wanted to have the little house of the picket uh-huh. fence and, and and Peggy Carter. And I think Steve did his best to try to give that to Wanda, mm. which is good. And, you know, obviously that's what she wanted because that's what she ended up making for herself yeah. with her with her hex powers. But, uh, but, dude, like, Vision cooked her food. He, co- he made her so- a, a Sokovian yeah. uh, food item, you know, and it was like, that's nice. He tried to bring her comfort. He tried uh-huh. to, to to minister to her right right where where she was. Um, I, I, I I'll be honest, dude. So like a couple weeks ago, my my dad died, yeah. and it's that sucked, and it was hard walking through that. Certainly not you know dropping a building out of the sky on Sokovia bad, but it was it was tough for me. And dude, some awesome people from Nerd of God Squad sent me this beautiful care package with soup and rolls and cookies mm. in it. It was so you know simple. But it was just like I felt so cared for in that moment. Yeah, and just kind of knowing you're not alone, and and knowing someone's there with you, and it's okay, and mm-hmm. it's going to be okay, means so much. Yeah. So yeah, scripture, 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 and that's all good. <laughs> but let me live the scripture in your mm-hmm. life more than just throwing it at you. Yeah, and I think that you know so much of, I think it just I mean that's scriptural too though. Like right, I've got you know, I think it's from the Galatians. Where, you know, Paul writes, carry each other's burdens, this way you'll fulfill the law of Christ. In that context, he's talking about sin and temptation. But you can extrapolate it. It's like, we should carry each other's burdens. Also in Ecclesiastes, it's type like, what good is it for one to be by themselves? But like, like I loved what you said, like, you know, vision made Wanda food. And like, what's more nourishing to our bodies, but also what's more nourishing to our souls? Like you just said, and right. then like, food you didn't have to prepare. It's, a, it's Alicia's birthday. And she's, I'm like, what do you want for your birthday? She's like... I don't care. I just don't want to make it, you know, like there's just so much value in somebody caring for you in that way. And I just think that it's that it's that it's that presence. It's the it's being there. It's serving somebody out of love that then gives you permission to say what vision said of, you know, what's love, but grief persevering, which when that when he said that, like I stopped in my tracks watching a TV show about superheroes at 1230 at night, like, Oh my gosh, that's like that'll preach, you know? Like what's love but grief for really? Let's like ah, oh, so so good. And I love what you said just about being present. And I think that's too often we want to 
skip that past that because it's much easier to spout out, you know, biblical platitudes like, yeah. oh, cast your cares on him. Like, and I believe that. I believe what Jesus I, I believe says it. when he says, yes. you know, you know, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Come to me who are weary and burdened and I'll give you rest. Like Wanda needs rest. Wanda is weary. Wanda is overburdened. But giving somebody that platitude without giving them a meal mm-hmm. does more harm than good. I think yeah. in most cases, and we've experienced that, right? Like how horrible it would have been if, you know, like when you're sharing with about your dad, I'm like, oh, you know, like, well, God's got it. It'll be okay. Like that just like that wounds somebody even more yeah. in their pain than just being like, I'm praying for you. I'm present. I love you. And even like thinking about like, like, oh no, did I say something horrible to Tony when he was going through this? I'm like, I don't think I did, but mm-hmm. right. Like those, those, those moments, like where you think back as a pastor, like, what horrible thing did I say to somebody when they came to me in pain and I gave them a platitude? Ugh. <laughs> yeah. I, and and we're so guilty of that. And I think people expect that so much from us as believers yeah. that they just kind of feel like, like, dude, uh, I remember going through stuff, man. And I, and I've, I've been on both sides of this equation. So it sucks to do it. And it, it sucks to have it dude to you. But like, <laughs> dude, I know God has a plan. I know it. Like, he, like that doesn't help right now. Like I, I get it. I understand yeah. that, but that that's not medicine for me. Yeah. And I, and I, and we get it, right? Like we share those platitudes because grief, trauma, they're uncomfortable. It's hard to deal with. So we just like want to mm-hmm. spat out the first thing that comes to mind that, that sounds like, it sounds like a bandy, but it's really like it's barbed wire. I mean, in that, mm-hmm. in that moment, in that place. Um, then I, I was talking to another friend and you know, she's, she's going through a difficult season, difficult time. Wait, 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 wait. You have other friends? Um, just one. And they're all on okay. the internet. Okay. All right. Um, that's cool. I I mean, I'm I'm fine. Yeah. She's going through a a, a difficult season. And I remember just talking to her and like having all the things I want to say because I'm a pastor and I like talking, but literally it's like, you know what? I'm just going to let you know that I'm praying for you and I will trust that the Holy spirit will minister to you as you need, because I don't Mm -hmm. need to fill this space with my empty words because you know, everything that I know, because you're smart. You love Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just there's a humility in that that I think is probably more challenging for you and me, given our roles and our personalities and the yeah. the the affinity we have for our own voices. But I think uh, we we need that humility. <laughs> People, others need that humility when when they're going through these seasons. Yeah. Hey, you, Jesus didn't talk nearly as much in John chapter eleven as he did in other chapters, and that's when you know Mary and Martha were 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 weeping for the loss of their brother. Jesus didn't come in and preach a sermon yeah. uh, until after, yeah. you know, until, until the action was taking place. It, yeah. it was like Jesus just came in and, and, and cried with them. He wept. Jesus wept. He was present in their pain and their suffering. Yeah. And it's like, this is Jesus. If anybody's going to be able to say, God has a plan, Mary, God, <laughs> you know what? God has I, a plan. I know that Cast plan. your cares oh, upon him. Yeah. <laughs> but, but he came in and he cried with him completely unnecessary tears because he knew that he was about to bring Lazarus back. But right? also completely necessary because he was present in their pain. And I know that's not what you were saying, but like, right. No, that is, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Completely unnecessary, but necessary Absolutely because necessary. he, he felt their pain with yeah. them. He, he, and, and we need, we have like, we have a God that is like that with us in the worst times. Like we have a God that feels our pain in the realest way. And sometimes he brings us around it, and sometimes he brings us through it, but he's never somehow oblivious or gone. And I think that that being there with people, 
and loving people and standing with people is so much more important than the wisdom of our, our very empty and meaningless words. <laughs> the wisdom of our empty and meaningless words. Uh, so yeah, so uh, don't give people platitudes, give people food. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. look to the example of Job's friends who literally did the right thing for a whole week. And then they're like, but maybe you sinned. Like it's just like, oh yeah. man, you undid yeah. all that good you did for for seven yep. days. And, and, and can I take it one step further, yeah. Scotty? I, I'm I'm just gonna because sometimes we don't have trauma in our lives. Sometimes we don't have disasters yeah. uh, or or death or disease or divorce or depression. You know, sometimes it's just a normal Tuesday, and it's okay to be there with people in those moments too. It's okay to preload relationships by mm. bringing someone food. And showing them yeah. love and care. Because you you never know what you could be walking through with them that's beneath the surface. Mm-hmm. You never know what you could be preempting uh, by validating someone and valuing someone. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a lot I, – I, I got more text messages uh, when when uh, I – and I didn't I don't know if you really, like, posted it on the internet. Like, I think I only shared it to, like, our Nerd of God Squad, like, Facebook group. Yeah. That was the only – that was the only small group of people that I, I talked to. Dude, I got so many calls and so many text messages and so many Facebook messages. Like, I felt like, wow. Like, I didn't even know I knew this many people. Mm. Like, this is this is crazy. And I, I'm not knocking anybody. I loved and appreciated all of it. But it was like, bro, these are people that I had never messaged me before ever mm. in my life. Uh, I don't take anything away from them. But, you know, a message during a good time goes a long way, too. Yeah. Just uh, like, like what my friend Scott Higa did and said, hey, I love you and I appreciate you. Dude, that means a lot. That's not just the, hey, you're going through something right now, so out of a sense of obligation and maybe personal guilt, I should be there for you. I love you and appreciate you. Also, you don't have my show this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> it was not in the context of uh, anything else. No. But how many people know like that, that you only ever have someone say something nice to you with it when it's followed up with a, and can you help me move this weekend? You know, like Or it's your funeral. Yeah, yeah. And that's too late, man. Like, love someone now. Care for them now. Don't don't just wait for the hurting time. And that's easier because then you don't have to worry about saying some stupid platitude. You just get to be nice. Just get to be like nice. it's not a minefield. You're like, oh, like I can just be nice. This is great. Yeah. Think about how happy Wanda was watching the Dick Van Dyke show. Mm-hmm. You know, because she had someone that cared for her. And what would have happened if anybody would have come along before Hydra did, or anybody would come along before Ultron did, and just love her and be there for her and care for her and yeah. look out for her. And not just her twin brother, because that's still that relationship is still weird to me. Sokovian school system just letting <sighs> down little Pietro and Wanda. Just saying. <sighs> just saying. All right, that is it. We've talked far too long. This has turned into a Nerd of Godcast episode. <laughs> Tony just stone facing me. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's six of us on the show, man. We all got something to say. I know. And they all say <laughs> such great things. I like your new crew. I enjoy your show. I do, too. I'm very excited about our, our next episode that's coming out. Actually, w- the the one that we're recording next week, uh, we're going to be talking more about WandaVision. I've got a, a professional mental health counselor that's going to be coming on the show, and we're going to be unpacking some more of these ideas, taking a little bit of a different approach on it, too. So I'm really glad that we kind of get to high-five in the middle here and talk about these things. It's really important. People need to hear these things. Yeah, because people are people are going through it. They people can relate like this, to one. This year has sucked, man. Like it has. I mean, and you and I both still have our jobs, and you know, like 
It sucks. Yeah, that does suck. (laughs) (laughs) It's really horrible. I still have my job. No, but like, dude, we talk to people all the time. You, you and I, because of this podcast, you know people beyond Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah. I know people beyond or- Orlando that we talk to that are good, God-loving, balanced, healthy, intelligent people that are really getting suffering. their butts kicked. Like they're emotionally suffering right now yeah. because this has just been the longest march that we've ever gone through, and uh, and and boy, how more, how much more than ever before do we need each other yeah so you can need tony you can find more tony that you need you need you need more tony you in your life tony so check that out at the nerd of godcast.com yeah follow him on twitter at it's me tony t and be encouraged in so many wonderful ways even before i had his phone number tony was encouraging me and now even more so Thank you. That means a lot. And you you guys should hang out with Scott more. You can find him on Twitter at, at Scott Higa, which is really easy to remember. And if you want to find him uh, on Twitter with the Christian nerd, you can find a Christian underscore nerd. No, yeah. yes, Christian yeah, underscore nerd. Christian Did I get it right? Nerd. Yeah. And, of course, ChristianNerd.com. You can go to the ChristianNerd.com and find all the cool stuff. Scott oh, brings bonus materials. This stuff. And, and if you really want, if you want to go next level, I'm not just talking like 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 beginner level. I'm this not is just really turned like, into a py- pyramid scheme promotion now. I'm like just we telling just you like, right now. Like you know, you talked about Elizabeth Olsen, like or Catherine Hahn had that switch where she went from Agatha to Agnes. Mm-hmm. Like that switch just happened really fast. Like just quick. Just went right into it. What you need to do is, I need you to take eight dollars and fourteen cents, signifying Matthew eight fourteen, and I want you to put it in your Bible tonight. Put it <laughs> under your pillow. And then send that eight dollars. That came off your tongue a little too easily, Tony. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry. I just looked up what Matthew eight fourteen was, and it was Jesus came into Peter's house. He saw Peter's mother in law lying in bed with a fever. (laughs) So if you're if you've got a fever, the only prescription is more Scott Higa, (laughs) and that's in the Bible. Oh my goodness, <laughs> uh, dude! I saw one of these television preachers. They, they sent me a letter, dude. I just wanted, I just wanted my free miracle spring water, man. And they sent me a letter telling me, "Oh, now we just need you to go ahead and put Matthew, put eight dollars and fourteen cents in your Bible for this scripture verse. Unless you need a double portion blessing, then put sixteen dollars and twenty eight cents in your Bible, and then you have to send it in to us so we can pray over it at our prayer table. And that way, we God knows you're serious." You're going to hell, sir. You're going to hell with gasoline underpants on. Say hey to Mephisto when you get there. I thought you were looking at, like, I thought you looked up, like, how much, like, you contribute for your Patreon. I'm like, oh, like, Tony guess pays $8.14 to the Christian Patreon. Awesome. No, I do. I do. I, listen, you should be a Patreon of the Christian Nerd and of the Nerd of God. Cast. You should. We are, we are co-patrons of each other's shows. Give us a dollar. Make it make you holler. For a little free dollar stuff, per man. episode, you could be listening to an unedited episode of this episode you're listening to right now. Oh my goodness, are you going to put an unedited episode? Of yeah. this out like oh my gosh. Well, I we said we so stopped. We we start now. You said fine things. Like we started <laughs> recording after. Like there was one really thing we probably shouldn't have said on the internet, but other than that, it's been pretty good. Guys, thank you for listening to both thank of us you. ramble for these things for so long. We we appreciate it. Thank you. If for you your, don't enjoy it, I assure you, we do. Yeah. Thank you for your internet friendship. Thank you for listening, for downloading either either of these podcast feeds to which you're subscribed. Or both. Or both. We'll we'll handle both. And if you need if you do really if you need somebody, 
we're very glad to be here for you. We might not be your pastors, uh, but we can be your friends. And um, if you need someone just to be with I feel with like you, we get to be like the pastors of the nerdy internet. I think so. I feel like uh, that's like our role. That. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we talk about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we're nerds. And we're nerds. I think like that's enough. Christian. Like Christian nerds. Christian nerds. Uh, <laughs> uh, bye, Tony. Bye, Scott. Goodbye, Internet.